Hello and welcome to What's Next. I'm Joel Krogman and this is my show. I was thinking about calling you What's Nexters to create some cohesion amongst the listeners to build the brand and all that, but to be honest, (laughs) it doesn't sound (laughs) like me. I also thought about What's Next Nation. (laughs) What do you think of that? It's got a bit of a ring to it, right? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe you could all let me know if you think of any more. I hope everyone's Easter weekend was good. We spent our Easter at the altar of the bunny. We managed to squeeze in a drive to Chicago over Easter and uh, had the annual Easter egg hunt with the kids and their cousins. And it was really good for the kids. They loved it. But it was a 24-hour trip and it wiped me out. Sometimes I really feel older than 37, and this week is one of those times. All right, today on the show is my conversation with Susan Daggett. Susan is a designer, interior designer, designs homes, and through her Instagram account, Kindred Vintage, she is a bona fide influencer. I've gotten to know Susan and her family the last few years through working together to create videos for her Kindred Vintage account, and I've really appreciated her approach to what she does which is to be genuine and kind and to connect with people by building real community, which I think can be hard to find these days on the internet and even in real life a lot of the time. I really appreciated her candor in our conversation about what it's like behind the scenes when your lifestyle is the product. So I'm really excited to share this talk with you. So please enjoy my conversation with Susan Daggett. Yeah, no, no fancy required. Hello. I'm not fancy either. Hey, Susan. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. There you are. Yeah. Do you want to scoot over? No, you can. You the main one. I'm just here for. Yeah, I know. Normal. That's why I was moving you to the. Like, give it. I'll sit there. Alrighty. Hi. Let's see. Hey, Susan. How you doing? Good. I don't know. Good. They're trying to find, I think, headphones. I don't think that okay. goes too bad though. I hear it on my side, actually. Oh gosh, how do I turn that off? How do you have that many? <laughs> I think those. How do you turn it off? Here, Open. options. Okay. Can you see me now? Yes. All right. <laughs> Look at that. We did it. We're so advanced. We did it. I would not have been able to do that without you telling us what to do. <laughs> Am I really That's... loud? Now I feel like uh, I'm you... talking really loud. <laughs> you can take one ear off if you want, and then you're kind of like, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's like that's Let's a see. pro move. That's a pro move. One year, one year on, one year off. Okay, because I feel like I'm gonna be screaming at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Bye, Olivia. Thank you for bye, your help. Olivia. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right. Thanks for making the time to do this this morning. Of course. Are you gonna tell me when I, we start? We are. Starting? I'm already. I'm already rolling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Always. Always roll. That's the okay. rule. Um, so you're on, I, I got a bounce back from your email that you're, are you out, are you on vacation right yeah. now or are you? We okay. are leaving to go to, we're driving to Nashville, staying with Rob's family and then we're going to Florida. So we're going to be there okay. for spring break. That's great. Well, yeah. thanks for, um, thanks for doing this on your vacation. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. What part of Florida are you going to? We're going to Cocoa Beach. So our uncle has a condo down there. So we're going and staying with him. And then Catherine is there. Like they're on oh, their nice. way now. And my mom and Jeff. So, 
Yeah. Oh, great. It's like great. a little family gathering, so it'll be fun. That's awesome. Get That's out of great. the gloom of Chicago. Yeah. It's, really... it's not been the best weather, right? No. It's like yeah. gray and miserable here. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, well, so I just to give you a little context about the podcast, I'm talking with people who are doing cool things in their lives, are pushing boundaries for themselves or overco- having to overcome different challenges. I think that, you know, in the time that we've spent together w- mm-hmm. working on projects in the past, it's been cool to see how you work and uh, how you and Rob and your whole family work together and Catherine and everyone. But also I've, I've gotten to know a little bit of your backstory, mm-hmm. but there's so much I don't know about your world. So um, just to start out with just the basics, what do you call what you do or how do you describe what it is that you do? So for me, this is like something that I personally struggle with because when I started this, the term influencer wasn't even a thing, right? And mm-hmm. I think that there was like a lot of stigma around that word for people who yeah. did it and people who didn't do it. So I don't think that anyone really knew what it consisted of or what yeah, it entailed. Yeah not even the people who were doing it. It was just like, you know, trying to figure it out as it went because it didn't exist when I started. So I had started um, Kindred Vintage. Actually, I was under a different name when I started. And I started by doing markets and um, collecting vintage goods and flipping furniture and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I did like a couple of shows like markets that I would bring the stuff to. Okay. You had like an Instagram account or something that you showed your pieces on? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was very short. So that was probably 2013. And um, Lorelai was just a baby. You know, she was born Mm -hmm. in 2013. So I was taking on a lot, but I knew that I I was encouraged by friends and family to kind of do something with my passion. I've always had like the passion for decorating and for finding those unique pieces to like fill your home with. Mm -hmm. At that time, I didn't even own a home. So it wasn't like Kindred Vintage was started with home design, which is what it is now, you know? Um, Yeah. So it was all that type of stuff. And I started on Instagram and then I started sharing there and I made the decision once we bought our house, our first home to, and it wasn't even my decision really. It was like staging the furniture inside the home and people would be more interested in what was going on in the entire room than just the piece of furniture. So they were like, show us this, show us this. Like we want to see your home. And that's how it kind of evolved from what it was to kindred vintage. And that's when I started being like, okay, how can I incorporate my love for vintage homes and vintage things? And so it kind of, you know, went from there. So I would um, collect the pieces still and then use them in interior design. When did you become interested in in design and interior design and, and that kind of thing? So I've always been since a young age, but it was one of those things that I told myself oh, you can't make money by doing this. I remember when I was thinking about what to do for college, and maybe it's just because I was limited as to my resources then, but I remember design and interior design was kind of like a, you had to go to a trade school for it. You weren't going to like your typical college. And I remember being like, I have to go to college and get my degree. So when I went, like I went under something that 
sure, I had a passion for it at the time, but like I was in exercise science, which is totally opposite. <laughs> yeah, or just, they <laughs> yeah. are no, they're totally unrelated. Did you pick that just because it would be a good stable option? Yes. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to be. Right. And, um, so I went with what I knew, which I liked to work out back then. I, th- mm-hmm. I can't say the same as necessarily true right now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I, I went and I went for my passion then, but yes, it, it that has definitely, that was a backup. Which it's okay. funny because I didn't do, I didn't follow my heart or I just thought I had to be more responsible and I thought that I had to get the degree and, you know, like that type of stuff. Um, yeah. And I just wasn't, yeah, I didn't sure. know anyone who did interiors. So when the, you started to get, gain a lot of followers and an audience on Instagram, mm-hmm. at what point did it become something for you where you thought it would be more than flipping pieces at markets and the actual lifestyle side of it, if that's what you would call yes. it, could be, yeah. could become its own um, job. Sure. So I had two really young girls, you know. So mm-hmm. when I actually when we bought the house, it was actually on Lorelai's first birthday. So it was February thirteenth of thirteen, and okay. at that point, it just turned. It shifted from here is purely the pieces that I found. And here is kind of what we're doing to this house. We completely, that house, we did so much to it. And it was such a story to tell. And so I was excited to share that part of it. And people were super interested. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had companies start reaching out to me and you know, and be like, hey, we would love to, for you to feature this. I remember some of my first collaborations were like with world market and our house was an early partner of mine and just like different companies that I was like, wow, they know who I am type of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And once I started doing that, then they would kind of reshare me. They'd be like, Oh, look at how Susan at kindred vintage styled our patio furniture, you know, and then they would reshare and then you would gain traction that way. And then it was, Instagram was so much more of a community, I I think, back then, mm. because nobody knew what they were doing. Everything was different. Like, the algorithm was different. Everything was in chronological order. You could actually see the stuff that your friends were posting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was yeah. a different world, and it was, it was, like, such a nice outlet for me, who stayed at home with my two girls, to be able to be creative and feel, like, a sense of, oh, my gosh, people actually are interested in what I'm doing. And, you know, then I got to use that design part that I had been storing, you know, and it was just, it was really fun. And I think when I kind of felt like, okay, this is, this is something is when Better Homes and Gardens reached out and Hmm. wanted to come and shoot our home. And I thought that was a really cool experience. And I was like, how am I in a magazine? And then from there (laughs) I got like the cover of like romantic homes. And then I was in, um, American Farmhouse. So there were all these different magazines that started saying, "Hey, we want to we want you in our magazine too." So, was all of this directly connected to like how many followers you had or did the followers grow with the opportunities? Yeah. So I guess they grew with the opportunities. I think that it was just really about being consistent there and you have to remember back then there weren't stories. I think stories popped up as I was moving from the last house, so maybe six years ago. So it wasn't even like the the connection that you could have now through stories. It was more, it was deeper. It was kind of like 
having pen pals and talking to people mm. on a different level that I think was mm-hmm. really charming about it. There were deeper connections. So I still have a lot of those original followers who I recognize by like their handles now, you know, and yeah. so I think that both, I think it's consistency. And I think that it was shares from both our community, just different bloggers or influencers, and then also companies reaching out and noticing and sharing in the magazine. So I think it was just like an accumulation of everything. I will say like this did not happen overnight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that the number is everything at all, but that's maybe where opportunities stemmed from. And I think that's true today. Like if a company is going to reach out to an influencer, they want to make sure that they have proper engagement. Numbers could be numbers, you know, like, but as long as you have that conversation, and I think that's something that I've really pride myself and Kindred Vintage on is that I still have those conversations underneath a photo. Like there's still like a lot of people interacting, even though I may not be as aggressive with my sharing just because of my stage of life right now, you know, but I still have that dynamic in conversation and stuff like that going on. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care about likes. I just more, care more about that, like personal interaction. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Was there kind of like a jumping off point where you said, I'm going to go all in on this? And was that, what was that like making that decision? Because like, because like you said, Instagram was kind of new and, and the whole idea of influencers is that a good idea? <laughs> you have young kids, you know, all those things might seem risky. Definitely. And I think that um, I can't note it. I, I, I don't remember a specific time that I thought, oh, I'm going to make this my full-time job. I think that it was just slowly opportunities would start coming and then they started coming more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, I think I need a little bit of help here because mm-hmm. for me, Family is first. And you know that. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. that's how I've always operated. So if I'm in the middle of a story, but like my kid needs me, I'm going to, I will disappear for like, you know, to take care of that and then come back at, at some point I did need to like bring on help. You know, Rob's always helped me with like projects and different things around the home. But then that's when we brought Catherine on. Right, right. We need help with emails. We need help with this. So that type of thing. So that's when it started to grow. How much of being like an influencer is administration and sort of having to plan for the future and think about it's such a curated thing. And you really, I imagine, do have to be quite thoughtful around. Yes. And I think part of the struggle too is when you're somebody who is creative and you know, my brain probably doesn't work like in the same way as ever is like business sure. women, you know? Sure. So for me, I'm just kind of like, oh, whatever happens, happens, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or one day I'll wake up and be like, let's refinish the bathroom. Where I think that's where people who have more of the organization, I guess, around that stuff, that's really helpful to have those people in your your business so that things actually get done that are supposed to be done. Yeah. It's just not yeah. all creative. <laughs> Can you remind me of what your question was? The day-to-day experience of of running a business like yours yeah. where like the, you're creating content. So a lot of times if a company reaches out, we are the commercial, we are the face of our brand, we are the person creating the content. So to be able to throw those partnerships in, it actually is a lot of thought to be able to integrate that into what you're currently doing so that it doesn't look so abrupt. Yeah. But, you know, they, those people have huge teams and like yeah. influencers, typically it tends to be them 
you know, a lot of them now have huge teams, like the bigger ones. But yeah, a lot of times it's like you trying to be wear all the hats for your business. And that that can be tricky, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just with a little bit with this podcast of there's like there's the conversations that the part that gets posted but then there's all the stuff in the background of of emailing and scheduling things in order to hit the deadlines that you have or to meet the plans that you've made and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and then also you're expected to on this end and i'm sure you're feeling be creative you know all the time and it's like you're only human like yeah i think that creativity can it's not something you can force so it comes in waves and so it's yeah it's taking that and trying to channel it into something that you're expected and i think instagram has got very um demanding in that sense that you have to how are people supposed to be putting out reels every single like everything takes time you know it's not even posting it it's going and buying the stuff you need to make the product to the time to do the project, whatever it is to record it, film everything you're doing, put it together. And then, you know, it's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes that it may not appear that way, but yeah, it's a lot more work. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and then that leads to another thing I wanted to talk with you about, which is something that I think could be probably one of the more challenging sides of of the work that you do which is that your approach is to be authentic to bring mm-hmm. some of your like some of yourself and to not just it's not like a, I just want to make money you want to connect with people mm-hmm. and which I think is great and that's probably a huge reason as to why you have had success and people like what you do because there is a there is that connection but at the same time it's a lot of pressure to yes. be out there and to always have something to say and always make you the pressure to be fresh. And also then what part of myself am I presenting and what part of myself am I keeping private? And I would say that is probably one of the biggest things I struggle with. And um, I'll go through phases where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm fine to be on all the time and to share all the things. And then I'll overthink it and be like, I shouldn't have shared yeah. that. Maybe I need to like, maybe I need to like scale back or delete that. You know, right? there are so many friends that I have in this business that do this job so beautifully, but then, you know, we'll talk real life on the phone and th- they feel it too. It is, yeah. you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there in a way that is so, I don't, it, it's just, you're opening yourself up to so so much criticism or judgment or praise or right. whatever it may be, but you're putting self, parts of yourself out there that maybe you're not even the most comfortable with. And, you know, nothing's scripted, so everything's just in the moment. And then I'll be like, right. oh, goodness, did I sound, you know, silly saying yes. that? Like what? So I'm a constant overthinker as it is. <laughs> so I think that part um, I struggle with, but... I also, I think the bigger part is my kids, like sharing them. Mm -hmm. And I think where I struggle the most, I've never been one to like make my business about my children, but that's a huge struggle because I share our home and I want our home to reflect the love and the joy and the, you know, just the life that's in our home. And how do you do that by just sharing like still shots of rooms they are the heart of our home, you know? And so it's hard to be like, here's this or this without sharing them. But they ask to be in like our Christmas video, which you have 
Yeah, like, that's right. That's always the fun, for the, funnest yes, part. <laughs> yes, for the last you know several years, and it's just such an amazing time. I know it's stressful in the moment, but they love it. Like they're not stressed. They're running around right. like looking at the Christmas lights. Like they love being involved, but as their parent, you know, this is all new and I don't want yeah. to put them out there at the right, same time. Right. And I want, they, I don't know that this isn't about them, but they're a huge part of it. So yeah, that's yeah. a fine line for me too. But obviously they're, they're, privacy and safety and all that comes way above anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably all stuff too, that you don't like when you got started on this journey, there was, it was all like positive, like yes. positive growth and this is all exciting. And then there's like, you, you know, the other side to that coin, which is where there's like some dark stuff that mm-hmm. is yeah. difficult to navigate and, and yes. figure out. Cause you don't, you're, like you said, it's new. There's not the, the consequence, some of the consequences are yet to be known. Yes. Yes. And my girls were also what a newborn and two years old. So they had, um, you know, they've always been like running around, like maybe their backs are in a photo or, you know, stuff like that. But it was never, my focus was never, Oh, look at my, my kids or this is what they're up to in their personal lives. Like it's never been about that, but you know, if a magazine is going to come shoot our house, first off, they want to be in it. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then second off, like they're a huge part of our home, but I think there's boundaries with everything, you know? And I think that yeah, as parents every day, we're figuring them out. But now that they're older too, I, I need to protect that privacy even more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't do social media, so it's mm-hmm. like, I never have ever had to even ask the question of yeah. of that you know as fil- as a filmmaker we often are filming things and you know when a kid comes into the picture it's like a whole nother set of questions has to be asked and then yeah. how much more when it's your own kid mm-hmm. too you know overall i think that they love the parts that they get to be included in um yeah i never have to force them to as you can see they're always like jumping into yeah. shots but <laughs> i but you know i think that I made the decision a while ago to make my account and my business about the design. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of hard because I know for a fact that followers want to say, show more of you, show more behind the scenes, show more of your everyday today life. And right. for me, a lot of my everyday today life revolves around them. So it's that boundary again, where it's like, I don't think you guys really care about what I'm eating for lunch. You like, you want to know that the things that our family is doing yeah, and then you're, yeah. you're like, you have to be very selective with what I choose to share, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. You have to be specific about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the dream for you with the, with the business? What do you hope for the future and what do you, where do you hope this grows, continues to grow into? Man. That's a good question because I honestly think about it all the time. And um, yeah, thing is with me, I think there's so many different avenues that I could pursue, but it's kind of finding that inner joy. Like, mm. why did I start this in the first place? And what elements of that do I want to carry on to the next venture? So it's like, I could design other people's homes. I could do e-design. I could flip furniture like... I used to and Mm -hmm. find those special pieces. I could do an Airbnb, which more than that. (laughs) Um, I could, (laughs) you know, 
there's just all these different avenues that you could do. You could do a store, you know. I think that I've dabbled in designing for friends and family without even necessarily sharing it on Kindred Vintage. Mm-hmm. And that's been that's been like rewarding. And I love being able to help people I love. And mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed that. So I think that I would definitely love to incorporate some sort of design for others in the future. So mm. however that may look, whether it's e-design or whether it's, you know, doing makeovers for a family in need or something, something mm. like that, something in the, mm-hmm. in the realm of design. Um, but then my passion is always, always thrifting and finding those unique pieces. And they usually tend to be humongous cabinets that I'm like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> so we buy it anyways. And then we bring it home and it's like, figure you it know, out. we're finishing it in the garage and then we have to figure out. So I would love to see some of these unique things that I can envision in somebody's house that I actually, you know, cause I think that if you're going to go and buy everything new from a store, you're not going to have that character in a room that you would, if you find some like loved yeah. unique pieces. So I would love to somehow mesh the two. So, you know, yeah, yeah. if you need help with a room and then I have this awesome cabinet that I own and have worked on and be like, this is the perfect piece for that. So maybe meshing together those two in some sort. So it's in a way you sort of see it kind of moving away from like the influencer Instagram space into something else. So I would love to have something tangible because I think that um, Instagram itself, you can't ever rely on an outside party to, you know, forever. And I, I've always known that. Um, I do have a blog. I need to get better with sharing Mm. over, you know, there as well. But yeah, I don't want to be completely dependent on an app that I have absolutely no control over. Right. I will always do Instagram. I really will. I do enjoy the community there. I love being able to connect with people that I won't see in my everyday real life. So I love that aspect of it. So I'll always do it, even if it is, okay, I'm going to go design this, obviously with consent and stuff. I would want to share what's going on over there on my feed. Yeah, yeah. I will always, I feel like I'll always share our home too, as, you know, as interesting things come up. But I don't want to just like solely be doing ads or, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I have cut back, I think, tremendously the last year and a half. Was that intentional? I think I was feeling burnt out. I think I was feeling Mm. like I was doing too much and too much that didn't speak to my heart. Like I really was not into what I was sharing. And what I mean by that is different companies across the board will reach out to you. So say it was a vacuum, like, you know, so I'd (laughs) be talking about a vacuum and I'd be like, okay, yes, I do use this vacuum. And yes, I do love this vacuum, but I have no passion about sharing about it. You know? So I was trying to do that across the board on a lot of things. And I think I ran into a wall and I was like, not happy. It it wasn't doing anything for me creatively for sure. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just kind of felt like I was veering away from why I do what I do. So I think I took a big step back. And at that time too, it was COVID and all the, you know, all the craziness. So I felt like I had to just like recenter and just kind of think about 
yeah. what was best for me and our family type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And stay true to the business and not just do things to do them, you know? Right. Right. Yep. That makes sense. When it seems to me too, that it could be maintaining who you are and being true to yourself and that it doesn't feel, it doesn't end up feeling like a trap, but it feels like something that gives you the freedom that you, you initially loved from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think about that. You have to go back to why you started. Like, why am I doing this? You know, no one's forcing me to do this. And I just have to have that joy and that passion there to be able to continue. And I felt like I was, I was just like doing what everybody else was doing because that's what you had to do to be seen or make money or, you know, this or that. And that went on for really, really a lot of it for like a year. And I just, I didn't find happiness. I was, I was feeling like I was, being pulled away from the core of what kindred vintage is. Mm. So I think I just had to really reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's left me in this state of, I'm not really sure <laughs> what, yeah, you know, sure. what's next because our house is pretty, it's not done, but I've done a lot to our house and I'm not planning on knocking down any more ceilings. I don't think, but you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like, okay, that what's next? Cool, like, though. yeah, like it has to just, and that was unplanned too, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, but what do I foresee like next? Because there's only so much you can do to your house and it's only so many times you can redo it. And I want to stay, I don't want to just be redoing a room to redo a room. I want to redo yeah, a room because, yeah. okay, we've lived here five years and now I really know our home and I know like the feel of our home and you know, I threw this together when we moved in just to have something done and now it's time to make it us. Mm, yeah. That makes sense to me. But like to just be like, all right, I did this room last year. Now let's redo it just for the sake of redoing it, you know? Yep. Yep. So one thing that's come up a lot in, in the conversation is your connection to community. I mean, do you feel like that's a really central piece to the why behind what you're doing? Yes. I, so I would love to do more of that. And I think that's something that's kind of been lacking with just being online. You know, I think that when the girls were younger, I was in my house all the time because I had to be, you know, right. Anyone with young kids knows that. So it was easy to do things and connect just online and not have that sense of, Oh, I want to go out because you're like, Oh, we have naps or, Oh, this, you know? So now I feel more of, okay, I would love to connect with people in a different way, like in real life, (laughs) you know? So yeah. Yeah. I think that with the times that I have helped friends out, um, with things, it's just been rewarding in a different way. Yeah. As, as your life changes, the thing that you're doing, because it's so much of an extension of who you are, it also has to change. Mm -hmm. It has to evolve and grow with you or else it doesn't feel authentic anymore. Exactly. That make that makes total sense. And Where I do feel you think, like sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just feel like I I'm not one who is really good at being in front of the camera, which is a hard thing for mm. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? But in real life, I feel like I should I have a whole different side of me that I don't share on Kinder Vintage because I'm trying to, you know, be my professional workplace. But Yeah, sure. You've been at our house while we're doing videos and, you know, yep. I'm, we're, we're quirky. We're funny. We're constantly cracking jokes and the, the banter is great, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I just can't, I just don't have like, if I'm talking about 
painting my floors. How am I going to throw that into, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just a yeah. whole different dynamic. And I feel like I do so much better one-on-one or like in person than I yeah. do recording myself because then I'm thinking I'm an overthinker. So I'm constantly like, okay, yeah. I stuttered or that didn't make any sense, you know? And I think yeah. that it put so much more pressure on me recording myself you know, and you're staring at your own face. Like who wants to do that? Not me. So I'm like, I feel like I just do, there's a whole different side um, of me that my friends and family and people who actually know me in real life know than I can portray on social media. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you wish that side of you could be portrayed or is that a part, part of you that you're trying to protect? I don't know. I mean, I think that in real life, I can't take it back because I'm quirky and I just, you know, and then I'll yeah. be like, okay, well, <laughs> if that was awkward, I can't delete it, you know, yeah, like, but right. <laughs> hopefully they're still friends with me tomorrow. But no, for real, like I'm goofy. And I think that when I do that and it's my own hands recording my, my face, I'm like, that was really awkward. like, mm, mm. no, we're going to, we're going to take that back. We're going to, you know, we're going to delete yeah. that part. And I can't, and then I'll keep it up for, an hour and then I'll be like, Oh gosh, it was actually really awkward. And it's like eating it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to delete it. And it's nothing even it's, but it could be like just me being goofy. But you know, when you're yeah, watching yeah. A, a film of you over and over, you're like, Oh no, no, we're not going to, we're not going to leave that there for the, for the world to see. Stuff gets in your head and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if those kinds of posts are regular, how do you work through the anxiety of that because I would imagine that that is present every time Mm -hmm. just with the podcast I feel a little bit of anxiety and just you know there's yeah I I open and close each one with like some of my own personal thoughts yeah and the degree of and I've talked about this before but the the roller coaster ride of my emotions throughout the week because I I try to post one each week yeah is absolutely insane and nobody that's not living in my head could understand. I know, the degree and, to and which... it doesn't even seem like a big deal, and it's not right. to anybody else. Like I would never think that of you, and you probably wouldn't think it of me. But like, yeah. I think that we just go. You're trying to edit yourself. I think is what it is, is what I do, and yeah, I try to have this professional voice because I want to come up. I'm not goofy all the time, but I want to. I want people to see my. I guess that I could be a serious adult. <laughs> over on Kindred Vintage. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? Like, I just think yeah. that I have a different style, but then over there, I'm trying to be professional. And maybe that's because in my last job, I was the boss. Mm. You know, I had to have this professionalism, I guess, about me. And I do want people to take me seriously. And I think there, that's another fine line. You're like, how much of my, my real self do I, sh- not my real, they're all real because it's me. Yeah. Right, right. It's just how much do you curate it or how much do you sort of limit the picture? Yeah. Yes. So all of us wear different hats and we're all these different things. You know, that's what makes us who we are. But I want people to know that if I do design their house, I'm not going to be walking in there like being, you know, silly. (laughs) So you're just kind of like, how much of the background do you show? I think that's a a big struggle for me and I overthink. So yeah. Do you resent it at times or do you feel like you wish it was easier? Okay. So I think on that note, I kind of had to make the decision. Am I more, here's my design. Look at this pretty photo. And this is before reels, right? This is before, Mm -hmm. I think the last year that reels just like blew up. But before that it was like, here, I, 
I can be silly or I can be myself in my stories, but then when you come to my page, I want it to be a curated oh, magazine type feel. So you're coming and you're okay. saying, okay, even though she's quirky, she knows how to decorate a room, right? So yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I always had in my mind. I made the decision to be like, all right, I'm going to go more the curated look over there. But I think that honestly, I really do think that people want more of that human yeah. behind the scenes type stuff. And it's just me trying to get out of my own head to be able to say, you're great, Susan, and yeah. all parts of you are. So that's so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like my insecurities. Like that self-acceptance. Yes. And people will still know that you can do a good job with decor or whatever. Yeah. For me, the thing that's so hard about that is because I'm an approval junkie, mm -hmm. I will read the room and change myself <laughs> to be whatever I think will acquire the approval from whatever high status person. I think we probably all do that to a certain extent. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It is hard. It's hard to... Th this social media thing is just so new. Mm -hmm. And our parents never had to deal with this. Like We were right. never taught how to do this so we're all we're the parents now who are yeah you know trying to teach our children the next generation coming up like how to do this and I think that it's all a learning curve and a lot of it is about you know deciding what you feel comfortable sharing or not yeah and I think it's interesting too to go on that journey of self-discovery and asking yourself these questions that you're asking of the ways we get our identity and how we feel good about ourselves and, and all that. Cause that is so also so intrinsically tied to social media and at least a lot of that like cultural conversation around it. I know. And it's, it's just, it's wild and it's, it'll be interesting to see where everyone is in 10 years, you know? So yeah. You know, the other thing too is creating the videos that we have with, mm -hmm. for Christmas, the Christmas tours the yes. last few years. After the video is posted and then looking through the comments, it's so addicting. Like, how do yeah. you not the thou like thousands upon thousands yeah. of like of yeah. positive comments saying yeah. how much they love what you've done and the work that you're doing? And yes. on one hand, it's incredibly encouraging that like the internet seems to be this gathering place where people just say whatever they want about each other. Mm -hmm. Like some, often, often the worst things come out there. Mm -hmm. But on all those comments, I never read a single negative comment. I Everybody will, was just. I will say that I am super, super grateful. I don't know what it is, but I think that I've maybe got a handful of mean comments like in the years that I've been doing this. That is what keeps me motivated and inspired and in seeing how much my audience is inspired by what I do. And I think that that for me is so rewarding that it makes me want to continue and to be better. And I think that it's also, I love every single video that we've done. And then every year I'm like, how am I going to up that? And that is a feeling that I don't like because I'm like, why am I trying to outdo myself? Yeah, like sure. I'm not competitive with anybody but myself. And I think yeah, that that yeah. is, <laughs> that's a hard thing because there's only so much that you could do in the same space to make it look different every, you know, yeah, but yeah. I think that more than that, it's the feel of the videos and it's the feel of our home. And it, that's kind of what I was saying about the girls, like to just see them in their natural element, yeah. like in those videos, they're just so special. And I think that that does like come across to people who are watching. And yeah. Yeah. I just, those, well, those are some of my favorite things. It feels real. It feels, it feels again, like kind of, it just feels genuine. And there is a, I will say that you have done such a great job capturing that though, because <laughs> well, it's literally you. just us 
running around being like ourselves, you know, and you're the one (laughs) who is capturing the field because I don't even know how you do it. Like I would never be able to do video. It's just, it's such an art and a talent and like you're so good at it. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. When people can sort of be themselves you know, that's yeah. it's not like acting and yeah. it's not, you know, I'm just going to have to hire somebody to follow me around then because <laughs> I clearly yeah. am not doing a good job capturing it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I yeah. think it's great. Well, thank you so much, Susan. I, this, this was really yeah. great. The whole like Instagram influencer idea, you know, it does seem like a lot of people sort of want to do that for their for their career or whatever, oh, but they're... Sure it does seem now that it's not something that's necessarily, it comes out of such a genuine or organic place and it's much more like a system that can be gamed. It really can be. People are so talented. I think that so many people are doing this now that in a way it does, it could feel oversaturated, but I think that the people who are going to be around a while and the people who are going to have those like connections are the people who are, are just genuine everyday people, you know, just doing what they love to do. Um, but yes, I, I, I think there's even like classes in school now, like to be able to do, you know what I mean? It's just, it's oh, wild really? what it's turned into. Wow. Yeah. I had, um, one of our old neighbors, he sent me, uh, this is really funny, but he sent me like a photo of his classroom at Elmhurst college and up on the board, she was teaching about marketing and, you know, um, social media and it was my home <laughs> my account oh, really? she took like a screenshot of it and he was like <laughs> did you know that like you're being talked about in our cl- in our like marketing class and I'm like what so yes it's like all you know they're this is actually like a real thing now and yeah yeah I don't blame people you get to be creative you get to you know make an income and do what you love to do so I think that it's a really cool opportunity, but yes, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And it's like with anything, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of what you, the intention with which you do something and it's the integrity you have as you do it. And it's how you care for people and yourself and all of that stuff that really makes it something that has longevity and can make an impact on, like ultimately make a real impact on, Mm -hmm. on people and the world for good. Yes. And I think that there's just so much, there's room for everybody and everybody is amazing. But yeah, those, those, there's going to be accounts that are just there to make money. Sure. Yep. You know, right, um, right. but yeah, for me, I love to connect with people who are real people. And yeah, it's it's like being a banker. You can be a banker strictly to make money and you will make very specific choices. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the bankers that I want. I want right. a banker who like cares about more than just making money. Right. Like do your passion, <laughs> yeah. do your thing, make your money, but yeah. be a good human, you know? Yeah. At right. the end of the day. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Susan. I, I um yeah, I appreciate your thoughts and your time and, and um I hope you guys have a really good vacation and thank you. And thank you Florida. for having me. I have never done a podcast and I know I'm not the world's like oh, cool. slickest speaker, so I appreciate no, it was you. Great. And, it was um, great. <laughs> hopefully this isn't too jumbled for you. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, what I love about this format is, is it allows for the humanity of, of who we are. We don't, our words don't always come out in the right order. <laughs> or, right. You know. <laughs> I know that. Yes. <laughs> I watch back my stories and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> but yeah. I, yes, exactly. Aw. 
Cool. Well, thank you, Joel. And tell Mo I said hi. <laughs> I will, yeah. Okay. Th- and thanks, Rob, for setting this up as well. I don't think he can hear it, but he's looking at Okay. <laughs> he says, <laughs> I'm right, welcome. you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Okay, Bye, safe Joel. travels. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. You can follow Susan on Instagram. Her account is at Kindred Vintage to see her home and designs and what she's up to. You can also see those videos that we created together on her account. The link to her Instagram handle is in the episode description. I really enjoyed that conversation with Susan. And when the recording kicked off with the whole family involved, getting everything working, I thought it was perfect uh, because that is exactly what it's like at their house from my experience. They have a really cool family dynamic and family unit with how they support each other. And I think it's pretty cool that it happened even in the conversation. All right, that's it for this week. I want to say what's nexters, but maybe it'll grow in me. We'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>